0: Welcome to I Hate It Here, the podcast for HR and people professionals, making the hardest job in the world just a little bit easier. I'm Hibba Youssef. HR folks don't really have a forum to anonymously share the ridiculous stuff we've encountered. And trust me, we've seen some shit. So I put a call out in the newsletter and I collected some HR horror stories, and I want to share them today. Welcome to a special edition of the I Hate It Here podcast. I've just grabbed my coffee i've done my doom scrolling for the day and thought we'd get into something a little different Uh, a bit of a twist inspired by halloween one of my favorite shows growing up was are you afraid of the dark i was terrified to watch but somehow couldn't look away which is how it feels working in hr sometimes so i wanted to get some stories together for you all to read because HR folks don't really have a forum to anonymously share the ridiculous stuff we've encountered. And trust me, we've seen some shit. So without further ado, here's the first round of HR horror stories for you. And if you like this, I got tons more. Let me know what you think on LinkedIn or reply to the newsletter. And maybe you'll share your own HR horror story. Are you struggling to prove the value of your performance management programs to your executive team? You need 15-5. 15.5's easy-to-use software enables HR leaders to continuously measure the impact of performance to drive business results. Visit 15.5.com demo to schedule a demo today. So the first one to queue up is, I had recently joined a new organization as the head of HR and I had an employee follow me out to my car to ask me out. On one hand, I was like, wow, this person has gumption to ask out HR. And on the other hand, I was like, what? I truly do not know what I would have done in that situation. I would have just, my soul would have left my body and I would have been so uncomfortable. Like, asking out HR is a very bold move. Here's another one for you. I once had a CFO tell me, isn't it awesome you're getting paid to learn HR? Uh, I have a master's in HR and was the head of HR working in the profession for many, many years. It's me. Hi. I'm the expert. Ooh. I've also been there. I've also been told, isn't HR's job just to plan the parties? Uh no, it's not. How about this one? We are a remote organization, and we had an employee request an accommodation in the form of asking if their coworkers could come and help them organize and clean their home office space. Definitely one of the strangest accommodations we've received. Ooh. When I tell you I've gotten some interesting requests from employees, this one probably tops it. And I truly don't know how I would, how I would respond. I probably would have told this employee, um, I don't think we can fulfill that accommodation. That was just a teaser for what's coming. I have four juicy anonymous stories to dive into, and I'll share my thoughts and feelings on all of them. This first one is one of my personal fears and why I'm always looking around my shoulder anytime I have my computer out. I also tried to figure out if I could buy one of those screen protectors so nobody could actually read what's on your screen. A must for HR people. Here's the story. An employee that was about to be let go read the email about it from HR on their manager's computer while they were not around. Needless to say, we had to act more quickly than usual for that termination. When I tell you Truly, it's my fear that someone reads something on someone else's computer. It's why I tell people to buy those screen protectors. But it's especially important when you're thinking about columns that go out before something major at a company happens. Thinking about the confidentiality of everything is a constant cycle in HR. Who needs to know what? So this one, I would say the employee definitely did not need to know ahead of time that they were being terminated. Um, And maybe they should not have read on their manager's computer. Also, pro tip, lock your computer anytime you walk away. That is a must in HR. This next story is about a benefit that was rolled out, but maybe used a little more differently than the employees intended. Uh, One time I rolled out a benefit where we let people expense uh, work from home whenever made their work from home lifestyle better. And the amount of questions I got about what people could expense was very interesting. A lot of people want to expense their sneakers for working from home. Anyways, let's get to the story. We rolled out an employee perk called Work From Home Meals. This account can be used for purchasing food each month to consume for lunches or snacks since we don't have an in-person office. Honestly, great benefit. Whether that's groceries or having something delivered, it's a great benefit. However, anything above $75 requires a receipt. That pretty pre-standard. I had an employee come along and let me know that they had purchased some fresh meat from the farmer's market. Because no receipt was offered, they instead chose to send me a picture. To my horror, they submitted an image of freshly butchered ostrich and the $90 worth of meat they had purchased from the slaughter. It was unfortunately not approved due to lack of receipt. I, I laughed so hard when I read this because I've been there. The amount of things that employees try to expense is a lot. But also, I've gotten pictures of books, meals, trips that people are on, pictures of them at the airport as evidence for something that they should expense. So just a reminder, when you're telling your employees what they must and must provide when they're expensing something, maybe you point out that pictures of things that they're expensing is not something to do for the receipt. Ooh, that is some main character energy if I've ever seen it by an employee. I sometimes forget that employees, things that are normal to them are almost always not normal to an HR person, meaning that we would probably never do it or we would think about it differently. Have you ever heard that phrase like some people's kids? I feel that way about employees. Sometimes I'm like, well, some employees just think that this is acceptable when I have to explain to them sending me a picture of slaughtered meat as proof of using a work-from-home benefit is probably not acceptable. So I really feel for this HR person. Always when you're asking for receipts or proof of something, I like to clarify exactly what I'm looking for with examples. How do you take your team from I hate it here to I love it here? I'll tell you with 15-5. Their comprehensive performance management solution equips HR professionals to identify early signs of disengagement, empower managers to build stronger relationships with top performers, and foster a culture of mutual growth where employees can truly thrive alongside the business, leaving you to never worry about retention again. Visit 155.com slash demo to schedule a demo today. This next story is super relevant to my current day-to-day. Everyone seems to be loving those AI bots that you add to meetings to collect notes. And I get a sick thrill from declining them from every meeting, especially ones where we're doing confidential HR things. So here's the story. The CEO and COO at my last company started inviting an AI note taker bot to meetings. It provides audio, a transcript of the conversation, a summary and suggested action items after the meeting to either the person Whose account it is, or everyone invited to the meeting, depending on the settings you choose. Ooh, just interjecting here to say, with great responsibility, the great power comes great responsibility. Make sure you check your settings. A few weeks ago, a coworker and I went to a leadership meeting to give a status update on a training program we were developing. An hour after we left the meeting, she texted me to say the bot had emailed us the meeting notes. Oh, cool, I said. No, she said, notes from the whole meeting. Oh, no. Even after we left? Yes, yes, that is what happened. The leadership team not only spoke disparagingly about the way we had presented the report back, but also discussed my performance in general, upcoming HR transitions, and complained about the way the board, this coworker, and I were both on had decided to manage volunteer-led programs. After reading through the notes, we were both stunned and shocked. Honestly, I would be too. I'd probably be pretty livid and angry, but you know. This story does have a happy ending though. I shared two days later that I had read the notes and gave notice, but asked to be off-boarded so that I could get a severance package and access to unemployment, which they agreed to. They asked for two weeks, which I gave them. And during that time, I got an offer for a dream job I had applied to the month previously. Ladies and gentlemen, we call that karma. Or as Taylor Swift would say, karma is my boyfriend. Um, I, this is why I decline AI meeting bots from most of my meetings, because I am fearful of what gets said in a meeting, ending up in a text transcript, and that being bad. And also, this leadership team should probably not be talking about upcoming HR transitions as an entire team. That's a huge confidentiality flag. So I'm glad that this person left this environment because it doesn't really sound like it was that great to begin. with. This last story, something that I feel near and dear in my heart, again, part of working in HR means double, triple, quadruple checking who is on every document and email that you potentially share. So here's the story. This one sticks with me and I tell it to all greenies who join HR as a cautionary tale. You love a good cautionary tale. I was working on a termination document for an individual in our company who served in a critical role and had been continuously underperforming. He had a really difficult last name for me to spell by memory, so when I was plugging it into the document, I entered it into email to get Outlook to auto-populate the rest. But I never removed it out. When I tell you I also do the same thing, I'll go to Gmail and populate the name so I could scoop the whole name and paste it into the document. This is actually something I do. And if you do this, please respond, because I have to know if me and the person who wrote the story, the only two people in the world to do this. But here's the rest of the story. When I went to send this document to his leader to get aligned prior to the upcoming termination meeting, I used this draft email to send it out. But instead, it went directly to the individual. I received a call about 10 minutes later from the leader asking me what happened why I terminated the employee without the alignment from him. I almost passed out, not a great feeling. When I read this story, I thought I wrote this myself. This is, again, one of my biggest fears in HR is that you're drafting something and you accidentally put the person that it's about on the draft. So cautionary tale to everybody, be careful when you're sharing things. And I also just think a pro tip is checking everything more than three times. I know that sounds unhinged, but I truly check over everything every single time to make sure that I never send something out like this. And also that feeling in your pit of your stomach when someone calls you and says, why did you do this thing? is truly terrible. And HR has been there a lot. So I feel for the person who wrote this story. Horrifying. Horrifying. I know I said... I had four stories to share with you, but I got so many good anonymous submissions, I kind of wanted to share a few more before the end of this episode. Here's one that made me chuckle. I was the first and only HR employee at a small startup of about 30 employees. Many years of poor leadership had led to a massive morale problem. Employees felt that there were no growth opportunities at the company, and we were struggling to attract and retain talent. I want to interject here for a minute and just say a lot of people I know are experiencing this. HR teams have won. My heart goes out to you. I've been there. It is awful. And also, a lot of people are encountering issues with morale, growth, and retaining talent. So I feel it for this person. And this person did what I would actually suggest they do next. I ran an employee engagement survey and found a lot of areas for improvement, including that employees wanted a dog-friendly office. Great, I thought. This costs nothing, and we can implement it immediately to improve morale. When I brought the idea to the CEO, he immediately shut it down. He didn't want dogs in the office. He said, and was livid, that I even posed the question to his employees. He leaned toward me with a disdainful look in his eye and said, You're a dog person, aren't you? Yes. Yes. The CEO hissed in my face like I was a cat. I was planning my exit before the meeting was even over. As would I. Also, I don't like people getting close to my face like that. So I would definitely shut that down. But the last thing I will add on the dog office thing is a lot of people are actually allergic to dogs. And so having a dog friendly office can be quite a hassle. So I like the intent behind here, like make it fun for all the employees, but also be mindful. People are allergic. Okay. With that, I also wanted to share some Halloween inspired stories. Are you all ready for the the spookiness? Here's one. I once had an employee tell me, in all seriousness, that they believed there was a ghost in the office. I often worked late in the office and sometimes by myself, and that habit ended real quickly after that. Dear Hibba, is ghostbusting part of HR now, too? I mean, it could be if your office is haunted. And fun fact, I think I actually believe in ghosts, but that's a story for another time. And here's another Halloween-inspired one. I had an employee create a voodoo doll of their supervisor and keep it on their desk. Um, I would just say my advice here is uh, probably take that voodoo doll home. And it doesn't need to be on the desk. Like maybe that's a home thing to do, not a office thing to do. And finally, those are my like two little fun Halloween inspired horror stories. But I have one more last story to share with you. And if you really liked structure of this episode where i'm sharing hr anonymous hr horror stories please shout me out on linkedin respond to the email newsletter and let me know it's really a fun thing to do and i think a lot of us have horror stories that we want to share and we have no one to share them with so what a better way to do it than with the i hated your community so last story for you to truly rock your world a manager who was found out to be sleeping with two of her employees one married one single she was promising marriage and children to both of them. It was also found out that she was sleeping with her manager, who was also married with two kids. I came upon all this information and had to go to my bosses with it. Absolutely. Hard because it disrupted our whole management structure. Yet it was the right thing to do, of course. When I tell you my child <laughs> dropped when I read this, we all know the golden rule in HR. HR. You can date people that you work with. You just can't date anyone in your management structure. And this story truly blew me away because now they probably had to redo their entire management team. So that's it for today with HR Horror Stories. Again, if you loved these, you can submit them anonymously and I can share them on this episode. And maybe we'll do more of these to come. Thanks for tuning in. Keep up with all the latest HR resources by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And if you love I hate it here, tell an HR friend. I'll see you next time.